Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast, Season 4, Episode 309. Uh, today uh, I got a question, uh, an audio question sent in by uh, Terry Sutton, uh, the host of uh, Savage Watch uh, webpage. I'm going to open it up now. I didn't actually listen to it, so this is going to be a first time for both of us. So let's see what he's got to say. Hello Mike, this is Terry from SavageWatch.com. And I have another... Uh submission for your weekly episode of Dirtbag or Douchebag of the Week. I'm not sure which one it is. It's Dirtbag, Terry. But, um, this comes from my Wall of Shame page. It's the third case down, and it's one that still annoys me to this day. And it involves a basically a hit-and-run case of a 19-year-old man who was named John Stewart who was killed on Route 5 on November 17, 2002, in the town of Enfield, Connecticut. For um, well over a decade, nobody knew who hit him. And by the time they were able to identify who had hit him and left him there to die, the statute of limitations of 10 years had run out. I'd say after, I'd say around 2012, the law changed, so there was no time expiration in the state of Connecticut for any sort of fatality involving more vehicle accidents. But um, it seems like the individual that finally confessed uh, essentially got away with murder. And the person's name was Daniel Corsini, and he had another friend named Richard Cress who helped him um, cover up the case. So that's my submission for you know the dirtbag douchebag of the week. Uh, John Stewart's family is still still hurting and very irate and filled with really a tremendous amount of animosity for these people that left their son, brother, family member, friend to die. Mike, I have a question for you though. Um, <clears throat> these guys seem to have gotten away with killing somebody short of um, you know a civil lawsuit. Is there any way the family could get any sort of justice or did these guys just basically get away with murder. Well, Terry, you know, we're <clears throat> always dealing with statute of limitations for certain things. Uh, I don't know why uh, in particular states, especially Connecticut, there was ever a uh, statute of limitation put on a murder or negligent homicide. Uh, you know, that was uh, something that should have been <clears throat> It should never occurred, uh, but you know, it follows suit with you know Connecticut's death penalty, and my always that my always recourse to that was the death penalty doesn't work because we don't use it. Um, you know, my thought in this, you know, at this point, uh, anybody that uh, knows either one of these individuals, uh, if this is the type of character that they are. Uh, I would limit my association or contact with them just because I mean you know if they're that if one's willing to commit negligent homicide and the other one's there to hide it uh, what does that say about them you know uh, not much as people or uh, anything else like that um, you know uh, a couple of my thoughts would be uh, since the investigation stopped because it was a um, 
statute of limitations or there was just no evidence at the time. Uh, a possibility because there were no charges filed and there wouldn't be a double jeopardy in, in, a, in a, uh, a court case. I'm wondering if the case was strategically reopened if it was open now after they had uh, got rid of the statute of limitation if anything might be enforceable. Uh, of course that's always a legal battle um, but you know it is an option say hey you know the case was dormant it wasn't actively pursued uh, at which time you know there was a statute of limitations however with no evidence we reopened the case and being that the new evidence occurred after the statute of limitations or the case was reopened after the statute of limitations maybe we have something to bite into um, you know the civil the civil suit is always good I mean take everything they own uh, I mean if they're gonna kill somebody and one idiot is gonna kill somebody and the other idiot is gonna hire uh, hide it yeah just take everything they own you know that's that's one way you handle people like that I mean unless one accidentally falls off the side of the road into a swamp you know that's you know things happen I suppose but you know and this unfortunately is a, you know the type of justice justice system that is established throughout the United States I mean you know some people go to jail for one crime and for the same crime nobody goes to jail you know it's kind of a very uh, the, scale of, the, the scales of justice are very uh, unevenly balanced in, in the United States um, and that's you know and not to get off on a tangent, but this is a reason why, you know, crime has escalated to the point it hasn't in, in this this state and in the country, as a matter of fact, because you can do whatever the frick you want and get away with it. You know, um, you know the the judges, oh, they're wor they're they're worried about oh prison populations. Ah, fuck it. You know what, Mojave Desert. You could build the biggest fucking jail there. You could build a jail the size of New York City out there. Who the hell's gonna know? It'd be a little dot in the sandbox, you know? Gives a shit. Throw them all down there. Throw them far enough away so if they escape, they'll die of dehydration before they get to the nearest uh, nearest roadway. You know, that, that's that's my thought on it. You know, I, I'm pretty... You, you know, my world, I don't have that gray scale. I don't have the liberal gray scale. I am the far right. Uh, it's, e it's either this side of the fence or that side of the fence. Either it's right or wrong. Uh, I don't want to hear anybody's bullshit excuse for anything that they do because, you know, you can lie to everybody but you can't lie to yourself and you can't lie to the guy upstairs and when he gets you, you you're going to wish you told the truth. Um, with that being said, you know, that's that's the only thing I could say. You know, there's not much more to go, go on it with that. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of cases like that that bother me too, you know, because, you know, you got these scrap bags that are still walking around, uh, not a care in the world, uh, and they murder some somebody. So you know, with that being said, you know, um, you know, free will is the yardstick to our own self-contempt. Uh, free will doesn't mean you can do what you want, but it is a yardstick to your own self-contempt. And what happens eventually is that yardstick eventually 
goes from 36 to 0 unless you're on a metric system it goes from 39 to 0 uh, real fast and then you know that's how it ends but until then this is Michael C. Richard host of Night Stalker podcast season 4 episode 309 already and if you're in a dark place dark room dark building dark anywhere the first question you got to ask yourself is what the hell am I doing there and then when you hear footsteps coming up from behind you, you better know the way out because if you don't, you're going to be the next person or dead body or missing person on this radio broadcast. Until then, I am Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast. We are going to do episode 310, which is kind of a, going to be a, a new one. It's going to be an update on the uh, Roy Weber case, and uh, we'll get to you then.